Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. I know you're probably wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> you're like, okay, what are we doing today? Pastor Stephen's learning how to hammer. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things I've found out that when you're doing this, the uh, sooner you take it out, uh, the better. And um, the longer and the deeper that it gets, the harder it is to get it out. And um, this, is, this is what happens in your life when uh, you get divorced. And you don't want to forgive that person. This is what happens in your life when... Um, I'm going to turn the hammer the other side. It's a little hard, okay? Y'all, y'all, some of y'all are like, I need to teach pastor how to hammer. Well, try hammering in front of people. It's a little nerve-wracking, okay? I know some of y'all are looking at my form and all this stuff, but I'm going to do it sideways because I want to make sure I'm hitting it. Uh, this is what happens, though, when you get in a big old fight with your spouse, and um, y'all kind of halfway made up, but you're still upset about it. And every day that goes by, you're mad, and you're making sure that it's, it's deep. And it's pretty hard to get this out. And I, I wanted to use that as an illustration today because I think all of us at one time or another have experienced major pain and, and have been really hurt and offended in life and... Um, it's very easy to just kind of grab a hold of things and carry them and let them just get deeper and deeper and not deal with it. And, and I, I've learned that, you know, when, when I get hurt, when I'm offended, I just hit my finger, sorry. <laughs> when, I, when I'm offended, the, the quicker that I, that I take it out and I deal with it, the better. And I want to talk about that this morning because I believe one of the, the, the greatest giants in our life is that a lot of us are living our life unoff- are living our life offended. And I want to show you this because Jesus actually said this in Luke 17:1. This is what he said: offense will certainly come. In other words, you're gonna be offended. Every single one of us are going to be offended. Jesus said that offense will certainly come. And what happens, though, is that a lot of us, um, we we go through life and we get offended and we experience the, the offense. And if you're taking notes today, I want you to write down there are two stages to offense. There are, the first stage is, and this is really important, is the feeling of offense. Again, you're going to feel offended. The feeling of offense, every single one of us, every day or every other day, every moment, if you're any kind of, around any kind of people, you're going to get offended. And isn't it true we can get offended about some of the most insignificant things? And... <laughs> It's so easy to get offended. Like, I get offended in my car all the time. When I'm driving, I'm like, who taught these people how to drive? 
And like, for example, like, you know what, when you're driving, and let me just kind of teach y'all something as your pastor, because I love y'all. But when you're driving, you're in this line, and you know, like, especially the construction zones, and everybody's lined up, and we're all waiting patiently to, to in one single line, and then you are not paying attention, and you just kind of race up, and you're wanting to cut in. And when a godly person lets you in, the godly right thing is to give the little wave, <laughs> to say thank you. And, and like, doesn't it offend you when they don't do anything? Like, doesn't it offend you when you open the door for somebody and they don't even acknowledge that you opened the door and they don't say thank you? And I'm like, lady, I'm like, yeah, this is my job. I just stand here all day long and open doors. Like, it's, it's just, it's so easy to get offended about some of the, like, littlest things. Like, now, uh, you know, like, if you're talking to somebody and they're looking at their phone, doesn't that offend you? Like, technology, phone, social media, it's like, especially our phones, create so much space for us to get offended. Like, for example, if you text somebody and they don't text you right back or it's like 24 hours later, they still haven't texted. Doesn't that offend you? You're like, I thought we were closer. The worst is you text somebody and you actually, you see the bubbles. They're working on it and then they don't send it. And I'm like, what? I thought we were better friends. I saw the bubbles and they didn't go through. Social media, like, oh, my word. Isn't it easy to get offended with social media? Like, some of us are so generous with our likes, and we, we're, like, just desperate to like everything. And we like, all, like, you're just going around liking everything for your friends and people around you, and you like, then you start to notice nobody's liking what you like or what you post, and you're like, you get offended, and you're like, you know what, y'all, you didn't like anything that I like. I'm going to go back through. I'll show you. I'm going to go back through the last three months, and I'm going to unlike every single thing I liked on your page. You didn't follow me on Instagram? Watch. I'm like, I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook. And it's just, again, it's so easy. We get offended about some of the like most insignificant things, and you're going to feel this. And I think it's important for you to understand this because this is where a lot of us start to miss it. Feeling offended is a part of life. You're going to feel offended. We can talk all day long about all the different things that offend us. And again, um, people do things. People say stuff. Um, you do stuff. You get in conversations and you're like, you know what, you don't even know you offend people, but they got offended and you don't even know they got offended about it. And we feel this. And every single day, every moment of your life, there's different little moments, different little times that you get offended. And little things kind of get to you. And that feeling is, is it's there. And you have this decision to make. And this is, this is kind of where it goes to the next level is, is this phase of, this stage of you've got this feeling of offended. And then the next stage is this, is that 
You have a choice. Do I go from feeling offended to living offended? To live offended. It's when I go live that I start living offended. It's when I move beyond the feeling of offense and now I'm saying I'm going to actually live offended. And when you live offended, you soak on it. It marinates in your heart and your mind. You're thinking about it all the time. You're mad. Some of you, like, when you get in the shower, you start thinking about it and it just makes you so mad. Some of you, listen to me, you're taking showers with people that, like, I know they hurt you. That's funny, but anyways, you're not getting it. It's 930. You need to quit taking showers with those people. But, but you're living offended. And it's getting like, there's some areas of your life of things that have, people that have offended you, whether it's, it's a relative, a family member, whether it's in your marriage, and you're kind of carrying that. And it's becoming a giant in your life. It moved from the fact that Jesus said, it's, you're going to feel offended. See, most of us, what happens is we think because I feel offended, it means that I have to live offended, and that's wrong. Just because you feel it doesn't mean that you have to grab a hold of it and say, this is going to take root in my life. What if I were to tell you today that you have an opportunity that when you get offended and it happens that you immediately deal with it and you respond in the right way, it can make your life amazing. That you can actually slay the giant of offense when you choose to say that, you know what, I'm, I feel offended. But I'm not going to let it go beyond that. I'm not going to start living offended. See, some of us have allowed ourselves to be okay with carrying offense. And again, um, we rehearse it. We, uh, we carry it around and um, it's just a part of our life. And we've looked at it and we've seen it in our life and, and uh, um, it's so easy to just kind of like, and, and again, all of us have certain things that are kind of our buttons. Some of you like, you got offended at, a, at your sister-in-law or your mother-in-law or your son-in-law or your mom or your son or, your, or whatever and, and, and you kind of get around them a little bit and you kind of do the family stuff but you're offended because you felt offended and you made a decision somewhere along the line to move from feeling offended to saying I am actually going to start living offended. Do you know this, this happens in church big time? Just stay around here a little while, and I'm going to offend you. I am. Somebody just said it. Yep. <laughs> yep. She's an old-timer. She's been around a long time. She knows. But you're going to get offended. Um, you're going to walk in here late, and the usher might say, well, you hold on, and you're like, what? I, I need a seat right now. And you're you know, like, what would Jesus do? Would, would Jesus would show up on time, you know? Some of y'all are getting offended right now. I know you are. Don't get offended. 
But it's, it's easy to get offended. You're like, I don't want to park in the gravel. I just wash my car. And I'm getting offended because the parking people are making me park over there. And it offends me. Proverbs 19.11 says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Let's say that, <coughs> that phrase, that last part. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Let's say that together today. It is, it's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Now, what does it mean to overlook an offense? We need to recognize that overlooking an offense is not the same as pretending it didn't happen. It's, it's not saying this never happened, but it's a conscious decision to let it go. It's a choice that you and I make that we make this decision to rise above what's going on in our life and, and this offense you know, actually, this word overlook, if you, if you study that word in the Hebrew, it actually literally means to pass over, to get above. In other words, it is to your glory to, to get up high above that offense, to climb up high, to rise above it spiritually so that you don't let it affect you. I love what Rene Descartes says this. He says, whenever anyone has offended me, I try to raise my soul so high that that offense cannot reach it. It's to rise up, to get yourself up above. How do you do that? You know how you do that is you start to realize, you know what, my life is too important and my calling that God has on my life and the purpose God has on my life is way too big to let offense sabotage it. That you rise above it. And there's a lot of different ways. See, listen to me. When, when we forgive, it doesn't change what happened in the past. But it does change what God can do in my future. And the Bible actually says it's to your glory. It's to your glory to overlook that offense. To be the type of person that says, you know what? Yes, I felt offended, but that does not go beyond that. To overlook that offense. Let me just give you some practical things real quick if you want to write some of this down is in, in helping you um, with offense. Number one, know your role in every relationship. Know your role in every relationship. Um, now, that may sound odd to say this, um, to know your role in every relationship, but I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself this about a lot of times, the, the reason why we, we get so deeply offended is we forget our roles. For example, um, men, you know, when you wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning, and, and there's chaos going on in your house, your wife is trying to help get the kids ready, and she's getting ready for work, and you're like, I'm in a hurry, and I got to get out of here, and, and, and I'm hoping she makes me breakfast, and she just kind of, you know, throws you a Pop-Tart and says, I love you. And, and you're like, I'm offended. My, you know, like, my mama made me breakfast and, and like, bacon and eggs and, and all this hash browns. And I want you to hear me when, when I say this. Your wife's not your mama. Amen. And all the ladies said, amen. 
Some of these ladies, I love this. Oh, come on, hit that point again. But I think a lot of times what happens is that we get our roles mixed up and uh, we don't know our roles in, our rela- in, in, in every relationship. Like, you can take something so small. Isn't it true to, it's easy to get offended on a plane? You get on the plane and the, the flight attendant starts getting on to you about your, your phone and turn it off. And you're like, I've got an important text i got to send real quick. And they're telling you you need to turn off all the devices. And you forget that they're in charge. When a police officer pulls you over and you're, you're like, I'm offended that I got pulled over. Who's he thinking? Well, it's his job to enforce the law. And you were breaking the law when you were going 90 and a 30. <laughs> I'm offended my boss doesn't want to be my best friend. I want to be close to my, best, to my boss. Well, what if your boss doesn't want to be your friend? He's your boss. And I'm offended because my boss doesn't want to talk to me and hang out with me. Well, listen, he's your boss. Know your role. Number two, manage your expectations. Don't expect favors from people. Manage your expectations. Don't expect favors from people. See, when you approach relationships or even being a part of a church, for example, um, let's say you join the serve team and, and you're serving with a secret expectation. And you do it with an agenda and a motive. And it's, I'm doing this for what's in it for me. And I'm just going to tell you, you're setting yourself up to be offended. When you've got this secret agenda for what you're doing, and you have this, this expectation, and you're expecting a favor, and uh, you're playing this little game in your mind of like, you know what, man, I, I've been picking up trash in the auditorium now for two months. I'm working it because they're going to ask me to sing a solo. I'm going to be up on that stage singing a solo because, you know what, I've been organizing the pins on the back of the seats and the, the envelopes and stuff, and I've been working it. And then a couple months go by, and they haven't asked you to sing your solo, and you, you're going to start getting offended. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen people get hurt in church It's so easy to do this, and our wires start to kind of get crossed, especially if you're kind of going, man, I feel called in the ministry, and you kind of show up with the secret agenda of getting on staff at the church. And I couldn't tell you how many people get mad at me because they're like, you know what, I've been serving, and and you didn't hire me, and and, 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 and I'm going to just tell you this, and just hear me when I tell you, and don't, like, I know some of you are already getting offended, and But you're, do you know that God's purpose, your calling, God's plan for your life, it's way bigger than any man. That when God opens a door for you, there is no man, no organization, no group of people that can shut the door that God has opened. Just go look at Joseph in the Bible. The favor of God was on Joseph. Joseph was betrayed. All kinds of stuff happened. But you know what? God's plan for his life that he, God was going to put him in that place. And when you, when you start to get your wires crossed and you start to think, well, if I do this, then this is going to happen. If, if I, man, if, if, if I start to serve here, I'm going to be the, the, the leader of that ministry or whatever. I'm going to have an inside track here. 
I'm going to get recognition. And again, you could go on and on and on. I think this happens even in marriages. We have all kinds of expectations. And sometimes, you know, when you have an expectation and, and, and they don't meet your expectation, in your mind, you're thinking they did something wrong. And they've offended you, and yet they've not done something wrong. It's just it's your expectation that you have. You need to manage that expectation and be careful with that. And I, I just, listen, I, I, I want you to understand, and going back to, to you serving and God's calling on your life is, man, I, I've seen this over and over where, where, you know what, when you forget about the secret agenda and you forget about all your expectations, and you just say, God, I want to be faithful to you. God has a way of, of just blessing your socks off. And God wants to do it more than you could ever dream for your life. Number three, uh, leave room for what you don't know. You know, um, instead of immediately taking offense when things happen, I think it's, it's, there's wisdom in stopping and saying, you know, I wonder what they're going through because they were a jerk. I wonder what they're going through um, because they um, had such a horrible response. I wonder what, um, they're so uncaring or unkind or unfriendly or, or so short in, or their snarky remark. And I would just tell you this is that 99% of the time when people do stuff like that, it's not about you. That there's a different side. It's, it's not about you. Listen, men, PMS is not about you. Unless you ask. <laughs> then it becomes all about you. Some of y'all are getting offended. <laughs> just a little bit of marriage advice to those who just gotten married. Don't, don't ask. Just like PMS stands for please make sense. <laughs> but to leave room for what you don't know is important. I think of the story of the, of, um, the man with his three kids on the subway um, and everybody was on this subway going home and it was, it was at five o'clock and it was just packed and, and the kids were just going crazy. His three kids were jumping on the seats. They were standing on the seats. They were screaming. It was just like annoying and, and people were starting to think, well, why doesn't this man do something about these three kids that are so crazy all over this, this subway? And finally, some lady leaned over to the man and she, and she said, sir, and at first he didn't respond because he just had this glazed look. He was just staring off in space. Not, and she kind of elbowed him and she said, sir, don't you think you should do something about your kids? And he looked up and he said, I'm so sorry. I apologize. We just came from the hospital and their mom passed away. How many of you know that sometimes just knowing one small little detail like that will change everything? That all of a sudden everybody on that, when they found out what was going on, they're all grabbing those kids and holding them and playing with them and entertaining them and it changes everything and I just encourage you to, to not be so quick to get get offended you may feel that but to actually live it out you need to realize that you need to leave room for what you don't know maybe the reason why and I know you're offended that so-and-so hadn't invited you to their house but maybe there's something going on at their house 
Maybe they're embarrassed about their house. And it's the reason why they haven't invited you. There's so many different things that go on behind the scenes that we forget. And I think it's, there's so much wisdom into understanding to leave room for what you don't know. Ephesians 4.2 says this, um, always be humble and gentle and be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. You know, I, I think it's, it's so important to, to just remind ourselves what God's word says about this. Hebrews 12.15 says this, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Proverbs 12, 16 says, fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. Proverbs 17, 9 says, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Again, um, we live in a culture that... um, understandably uh, communicates to all of us is that, that we have the right to be offended. And in fact, people are oftentimes real quick to grab a hold of offense because they know they can use that to manipulate people. That I'm offended about that. And so, and, and again, it just, it's, it's just we, we, we hear that over and over. You have the right to be offended. And I, I know, listen, I know we're in a room today with people that have every right to be offended. What, what's happened, there are things that have happened in your life that were wrong. There's things that people have done to you that were totally wrong. There's nothing right about that. And you have the right to be offended. But I want to say this to you. You may have the right to be offended, but that doesn't mean that you should stay offended. And again, listen, I mean, we could talk even about politics, and isn't it true that it's easy to get offended about politics because, you know, they're wrong? And, like, I just think that that some of you are going to be shocked when you get to heaven because there's going to be Republicans in heaven. And there's going to be Democrats. And it's just like God. God's sense of humor that he's going to put you right next to somebody that you totally disagree with because he wants you to know they made it too. And again, we, have, we can go around saying we have the right, and listen, you do have the right to get offended about stuff. There's some things that are very real, very serious, but that doesn't mean you've got to live that way. And listen to me, it, it's, it's an ugly thing that happens in a lot of our lives, and a lot of us are like this. We've taken a hold of some offenses that have happened to us. There, there's, there's people here today that, listen, you got hurt in church, and it was real. But instead of, like, like, I couldn't tell you people that I've known through the years, and I was a youth pastor for 16 years, that I've seen parents get, get offended about the, the littlest things in church. And they... They actually got so offended and, and it got so, they let it go so deep that they stopped going to church. And now their kids have grown up without going to church, don't have a relationship with Christ. And it's because it all started with that small offense, that, that situation that happened. 
that business meeting at church, I don't know what it was. That relative, some of you have this going on in your family, and you haven't talked to your mom or your dad or an uncle or an aunt in years because they did something. You hardly remember what it was, but it offended you. How, how is it that we slay this giant of offense in our life? Because it, it, it is a reality in our life. The only way that I know is that forgiveness is the weapon to slay the giant of offense. Ephesians 4.2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. And again, that, that scripture is so powerful that I read to you just a few moments ago. You know, none of us here are perfect. One of the most powerful scriptures, Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And that last phrase is what you need to really underline in, 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 if you underline in your Bible or highlight because, you know, just telling yourself that you need to forgive, it, it's, it doesn't work. The way that I've discovered in my own life is that every time that I'm offended and it hurts, and I've been offended plenty of times, believe me, and it's hard sometimes to let it go and to, to right when it happens to say, you know what, I'm not going to let that destroy me. I'm not going to let that change who I am as a pastor. But what gives me the power to be able to forgive is when I automatically go to the fact of how much I've been forgiven. The motivating, the driving force, the weapon of choice that you have to destroy, to slay that giant of offense in your life is just keep going back and reminding yourself of how much God has forgiven you. How much he's, he's how many second chances he's given you. How much God has, has forgiven you in your life. And that in turn motivates us to be able to say, you know what, I can forgive. And again, I'm just, I'm just going to say this to you, that, that I, I know that there are, there are some deep, deep things here. For some of you, maybe um, you've, what you've experienced in your marriage, it, it, it's, it is horrible, the betrayal. Maybe in your marriage that there's, there's been adultery. And you, you could go and sit around with Christian friends and look in the Bible and you'd find every bit of grounds to be able to say, adultery is grounds for divorce. But I would also tell you this, the great news today is adultery is also grounds for forgiveness. That God can give you the strength to be able to, and I know it's complicated, I know it takes a lot of time, and I, so I've never had to walk through something like that, but I believe that, listen to me, God can empower us and God can give us the strength to be able to release the worst offenses that have happened to us in our life. To release it and be able to say, I am, it is to my glory. 
It is to my glory to overlook this. In other words, it is to my glory to be able to rise above this stuff because my life is too short. My calling is too great. And what God wants to do in my life, I will not allow that giant to sabotage my life. So I'm going to build in my life this discipline that when it happens, that offense, I'm not going to let it get deep. That I'm going to deal with it immediately. Because I don't want this to be my life. Pray with me today. Father, I pray for every person here in this place, God, that is... allowed the giant of offense to grow so deep in their life. Whether it's offense towards a loved one, offense in church, whatever it is, offense towards a friend, people that we have been close friends with our whole life, and then all of a sudden we get offended and we haven't talked to them in years. God, help us to see how beautiful our life is. That we cannot allow offense to destroy the beauty that you have created and the beauty that you want to continue to do in our lives. Father, may we protect our hearts. May we protect and release quickly. Father, remind us every single morning when we wake up, God, how much we have been forgiven of. God, that we would be able to use that, God, to be able to slay the giant of offense in our life. We thank you for this. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.